my first AOL screen name was Loose Cannon 47. <laughs> hey Roaches, I'm Todd Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week for the show, I take a guest secondhand shopping. After we gather a thrift haul, we record an episode based on our findings. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Right? Uh, shout out to my sister for these computer speakers. <laughs> Check this fade out. Oh, wow. The production on the live show is really stepping up. Yeah. I'm, uh, for those of you new to Thrifty Podcast, I am Toddy. I'm the host of this show. And as I say in the intro, each week I take a guest secondhand shopping and then we record an episode based on our findings. Now, tonight it's a little bit of a different episode. Uh, not only are we going to have our own thrift finds, but we're also welcoming people to bring in their own thrift finds. And I'm accompanied by the best co-host in the world, Josh Last Call Larkin to my left. little applause for Josh. Yeah. How you doing, brother? Good. It's good to be here. I am really high on Red Bull at the evening. Oh, I thought you were going to stop at really high. Mm -mm. Just <laughs> on Red Bull. Just on Red Bull. I myself... And uh, I, the only thing that I've put into my body today was a side of macaroni and cheese and two Mountain Dew uh, kickstarts. And then also, like, uh, the anti-depression medication that keeps me alive. <laughs> um, so those three things. And then you gave me another uh, Mountain Dew right I know before. What it, I know what it takes to keep you going. And technically... <laughs> If you just eat ma if you just eat mac and cheese, it's not really a side. It was it was the main of mac and cheese. Basically that, and I I didn't I mean I I guess I understand it now, but Mountain Dew Kickstart even has more Kickstart in it these days. So I'm like exactly wired, but then also like anti-anxiety med to the ground. So it's just like two parts of me are battling against one another, and I'm doing this all in an oversized football jersey, and it's humid as F in here. It's like when you're getting drug around the ground, but you have balloons to slightly elevate you, so only your face drags through. And that's pretty much what we're doing this evening. Uh, we are at the Black Cat Market in Pittsburgh, PA. I uh, want to give a thanks to the Black Cat Market. Give a round of applause for Black Cat. And uh, they uh, adopt cats out to their rightful homes right here in Pittsburgh. So we're happy to be partnering with them this evening. So as usual, again, if you're new to the show or live here in the audience and haven't heard or seen the show before, we got a pretty meaty thrift haul for everybody. Yeah, we, uh, we had been out to the Gander Mountain store in Monroeville. But this week we hit a little closer to home. Yeah, so we've uh, where we shop at is places that you could buy uh, thrift items by the pound. So basically, they're they're wheeled out in blue bins. You dig through them. Um, this is what I do for a living, um, and that's how I pay rent. So I might as well do a show where I made zero fucking money off of so far and do it as my hobby as well. For where we began this, both having legitimate nine-to-five jobs, and now you making rent off of it, I'd yeah. say that's a reason to celebrate. Yeah, it's not bad. And so we're going to get to our thrift haul this week. Um, starting right off, um, I like to uh, collect old newspapers um, for podcast night at the Tolma Fans. That's uh, the live show that we present. Um, you've probably seen them around my place, um, big into 9-11. Huge on 9-11 papers. 9-11, JFK. JFK. Death and tragedy in print is really your MO. Well, as... Uh, that's fine that that fell. Um, <laughs> the first thing that I'm going to be showcasing today is from this very city. Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Saturday, January 1st, 2000. 
That's right, folks. 2000, and this is a newspaper for Pittsburgh and the world celebrate, barely a buzz from the Y2K bug. <laughs> All that shit we talked about, just going to let you down. So this was, uh, I guess this was kept for a little while by the person who got this in the mail originally. But what's interesting about it is not only does it show like uh, the, uh, on the front above the fold and below the fold, uh, Pittsburgh celebrating probably uh, the 4th of, a, 4th of July or just maybe a random Sunday night with a Steelers touchdown. It <laughs> sort of looks like the same thing in our city. But what I noticed, Josh, on the below side of this, uh, things were a lot more simpler back then. Um, yeah, so I think what they were celebrating was New Year's, but they were simpler back then. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, looking over this for the first time, it's pretty clear um, we thought uh, the worst was over because we did survive Y2K. News briefs from around the world. Uh, President Boris Yeltsin, 68, who helped usher democracy into Russia, but whose eight-year re regime has been marred by economic problems, ill health, and charges of corruption, steps down unexpectedly. Prime Minister Bla Vladimir Putin, 47, the man Yeltsin chose as his heir in September, becomes acting president with new elections required in three months. How will it change U.S. policy remains a question. I think we figured the answer to the question. And as you open this paper up from the year 2000, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, let me uh, get to the part where I, know I made a bookmark and then lost the bookmark. You look like every old man getting ready to read an article across the breakfast table. Um, does, does anybody have a dad? Um, period. Any, 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 My daughter's here, and so help me God, she better raise her hand. <laughs> but does anybody remember this look from dads? Um, so what, uh, what I'm doing is actually hiding behind the newspaper in a microphone. Um, this was uh, what I knew of my dad, is, is he would be reading like this. And uh, it says New Year's Day 2000, and it has a uh, seemingly alternative person and a giant balloon, and below it, spirited beginning. What do we see here? Let me try to fold the paper the other way. Oh, Multi-talented. Um, our roaches right there, right? Roaches right there. So that was that. Was that. Um, yeah, and, and Y2K, for anybody who didn't remember, everybody was terrified that they had built computers in a way that it wouldn't know what to do when it showed zero, zero. Like, that guy didn't take it into consideration. Whoever was making the calendar wasn't like, well, what happens in 20 years? And we thought the world would possibly end because the computers didn't know what to do. And now computers, uh, they're called, uh, uh, kids have today smartphones. Um, you and I as well. <laughs> uh, kids do as well, as well, too. Um, so that was uh, the Y2K paper. Um, so we survived through that. Um, another find we have this week um, <laughs> is actually something I'm going to be giving away. There's going to be a raffle for folks hanging around that. And Amanda, I, I, I'll give you a raffle ticket. I know last raffle we had the issue, too. Um, <laughs> so we'll give you that. Um, so what I have in here is a uh, FMAM clock radio cassette recorder. Um, so you'll probably remember these from your grandma's house, and you remember like the whamp, 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 noise of everything. Um, unfortunately with this one, because I do come across these a lot, um, and some of them I sell, some of them I keep, um, the cassette player stopped working immediately when I started to play a cassette in it. So it originally worked, and then it stopped working, and then, thank God, uh, the next day I found the exact one. Um, <laughs> you found the Christian one played devil's music in it, and it ceased. And so this one is actually the same one, and they're both from 1992 General Electric. So the one with the shoddy cassette player, you could win later on tonight. The one with the good cassette player, it will now be on my table in my living room, but then that clock I have there will be up for resale. 
because that's how we do things here. I like that it was such a common, and that doesn't look like a 92 model. Like if right. you showed that to somebody and said, pick a year, nobody's going in the 90s for that look. No. Um, so I'm glad that we got two of them so we could uh, straighten that all out. But you have some uh, thrift finds, and I see you're wearing at least one. Yeah, I uh, at least one. I, I'm tangled in cords here, but I did find these lovely, horribly uh, ugly shoes while we were out. These are custom My Adidas, Ooh. Uh, spelled M-I, because I don't know if Adidas has to pay trademark back to On the word run my. DMC or mm-hmm. if, it, if they have a like a, an agreement at this point. Yeah. Uh, but these are really, really ugly custom shoes <laughs> that somebody made, and they're like a blue and red trifoil pattern, and then red, white, and green stripes with a bright yellow tongue which is not the combination of any sports team or school that somebody is repping. And it won't be. It's just a personal brand choice of colors. And immediately when I saw them, I checked the size, and they were mine, and I grabbed them right away. I think the outfit that you have on this evening, which is a uh, purple tie-dyed shirt. It's tie-dyed with codeine, too, and that's it's not just any dye. It's, it's the, I think this is the, the most lively I've ever seen you dress. It's usually the grays and the blacks. Today, you look like uh, a rainbow more than I usually do. I knew we were going to have this weather, and I decided to bring a little sunshine through these shoes mm-hmm. and the purple shirt. This is I'm wrestling bootleg merchandise yeah, there's a is storm. My, my in. There's a storm going on about five feet um, in behind us, so if there was any hope for uh, foot traffic this evening, it is now canceled. The next up, what we have here, uh, this is something we've been holding on for a long time for a special live episode. I see that cord there. Uh, Our next thrift find that we found at a Goodwill outlet is a ColecoVision. Now, for fans of video games, this is what uh, video games used to be. This is after the Atari, no, yes. After the Atari came the ColecoVision and as you can see, the controllers on the ColecoVision, it's just a number pad. With a wheel, it's got a, a dial to go left and right. And so with, with this, this was, uh, um, with these controllers, they're uh, universally known as the le- not only the least popular controllers, but the most useless of any console known to man. Um, and River Raid came inside the console uh, when I had bought it, and I'll tell you what, our old friend Deb from the Goodwill Outlet um, almost stole this off of me. That's a very Deb-like thing. For anybody who's just coming into the universe not aware of Deb, Deb is the kind of person who would steal something right from your hand while staring you in the eye. And this ColecoVision, it's second generation for home video games console. This was originally released in August of 1982, the initial release cataloged 12 different games. Uh, Donkey Kong was the original game that it came with. And by 1984, it had 145 cartri- cartridges, but in 1985, it was discontinued. See, and I never played ColecoVision, but I don't understand with the technology at the time mm-hmm. what you could possibly do with nine buttons. We well, talked about the Nintendo and how you had like a jump and attack, and some developers didn't even use one of the buttons. And this has nine of them. And what you do here is you sit two, three, four, six, and that's a kick, possibly. Um, well, they had little like uh, they had little like templates that you had to like overlay, so you knew what did what. Mm-hmm. And and as I'm looking as I'm looking at this number pad, it kind of reminds me of the number pad that you used to put your like debit card in. It looks like you're doing secretarial work yeah, in a sci-fi so film from the weird. 80s. Fun thing about my PIN number, the first PIN number I ever had is still the PIN. I'm 31. I've only known you for three years, and I know your PIN number. Yeah. Um, uh, I think there's uh, maybe a round of applause. Who knows my PIN number in the room? Some people know my PIN number. Okay. It's, it's two numbers. It's uh, one number and then a uh, number, number A. It's, uh, it's a number A, then number B, then number A, and then number B again. No, you could get it in my bank account. There's nothing in no. there. What's the problem? I mean, you know how he makes his money. It's this. Yeah. Um, 
So as we mentioned before, we are at the Black Cat Market. We're doing a live show. And as we said, we invited some friends onto the show to discuss, to discuss <laughs> their thrift finds. And so we have three people um, on the on-deck circle. So uh, the first person, uh, if you would like to come up to the microphone, that would be Rachel with We're About to Find Out. Rachel, how are you feeling today? Confident, Toddy. Confident, confident. What's that like, Rachel? Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. It's been a constant in oh. my life. I've never known. <laughs> so, Rachel, introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Rachel Stratton. I work at Salon Atmosphere in Dormont. I am a creative color and cut specialist there. Um, I also dabble in photography. Haha, <laughs> I have my degree in it, and I am shooting every day there. Um, I typically work with my clients as if they are models, so it's very nice being able to wrap those things together. And I am always looking for more people to include in such projects. That was a hell of a fucking... I I've never been that, that prepared yeah. for anything <laughs> in my life. My SATs didn't look that good. It took me five hours. What did... Okay, since we're all up here, what did you get on your SATs? I got an academic scholarship to a good school, so that's what I got on my SATs. Yikes, I didn't... Uh, I think I may have even stopped. I think I was taking them and I just stopped. I didn't know that like in college, if you got a scholarship, you were required to do stuff because I was mm-hmm. like, I'm here. Yeah. And then they were like, you have to go to class. And I was like, why would I do that? I'm not paying. And then they made me pay. Why would I ever? Um, so, Rachel, you brought a thrift find um, and it, it appears to be a clown. Tell us a little bit sure about the clown. clown. So one of the favorite thrift stores of mine that I tend to frequent at least once a week is the Green Tree Community Thrift. It benefits veterans, and um, typically there you find a lot of really good clothes and a lot of really good donations from actually stores or just people that tend to donate newer things. And um, there they have a case for sort of valuable items that people have donated that they have uh, deemed a little bit more worthwhile. Um, and those are like caged off. You can't get to them. You have to ask permission to get them. So sometimes when I find items there, I'm a little disappointed that I, I didn't find the diamond in the rough. I was handed it. Um, well, you got a diamond today, let me tell you. It sure is. <laughs> so... Um, this is Homie D. Clown. If anyone has ever seen the 1990s sketch comedy show um, in Living Color, this was a recurring character who was a birthday clown and not very good at it. So, Great my- shtick, by the way. Great shtick. Many, oh, many absolutely. socks were ruined in my childhood playing Homie D. Clown. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure you changed the filling fairly often to keep it keep it exciting. Uh, well, every now and then one would bust and the sock would go flying, so you would just have to get a new like holder sock for and that. And that's how you beat up your brothers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you have uh, a, a clown collection, I understand. I sure do. I have about, I want to say 25, but some of them are small, some of them are large. You kind of lose count, you know, with all the clowns you come across. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And um, don't you? Yeah, some of them walk off in the middle of the night. They really stand out at you, so you know when they're there and you know when they're not. Mm -hmm. Uh, Clowns tend to be the thing that I'm like drawn toward whenever I'm out, and uh, this one caught my eye because I knew it from the television show. But I pick, I typically collect clowns that have no affiliation with anything. Like if I find something from the Ringling Brothers, I'm not so interested in it. I want something that's a little brandless. So this is sort of the only like commercial clown I have um nice yeah yeah right right it's Mm -hmm. a uh it's a collectible for sure but so are all of them I want to treat them all equally Mm -hmm. and uh in living color uh a lot of folks remember in living color for fire marshal bill Jim Carrey um and then from uh then on out Jim Carrey was just that character and everything he did absolutely and he was uh James Carrey back then James Carrey Carrey, through half of the credits half of the duration of the show he was credited as James Carrey and then I guess as soon as he found his identity he switched he dressed it up for in living it was when he stopped parting his hair to the side is when he went from James to Jim and uh homie D clown would you say that's about like a how tall do you believe that that clown is about an eighth of me about an eighth of you so okay i would say i would say a foot and some maybe foot and yeah. some mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay. no okay uh, i have no concept of measurement so i don't know what to say when people ask me those things mm-hmm. so that's well, he's a, a foot and some yeah he's a foot yeah, and some yeah. and that was uh what that was what that was Mar- marlin or damon wayans i believe it was damon wayans damon wayans i actually had to look it up earlier i am ashamed 
Yeah, I, yeah, I forgot to, so that's fine. So Damon Wayans. Okay, well, Rachel, thank you for showing Homie D. Clown, who is a, a foot in some. Um, and is Indigo in the room? Indigo? Come on up here, Indigo. So, Josh, we got a, we got a clown so I, far. I recognized it as Homie, but I wasn't sure. I was like, I don't know if it's supposed to be Homie or mm -hmm. if it just looks like Homie like, and is one of those clowns that, like, in the clown universe mm -hmm. has a similarity. So, uh, person number two, uh, Indigo Baylog oh, is gosh. with us. So, uh, Indigo, give us a little intro. Hi. Uh, also, it's Baloch, but that's okay. Oh, uh, I botched it, right? See, that's why I don't do things okay. like that. No one has ever gotten it right on the first try. Um, actually, my uh, full name is, like, impossible for most people. Uh, my middle name is spelled H-U-C-H. How do you think you would pronounce it? H. I'm closing my eyes. H-U-C-H. <laughs> -H. Mm -hmm. It's German, if that helps. Uh, uh, nope. Uck. Uh, with no H. Nope. 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 Josh got one. Hook. You were hook. close. Hook. Hook is what yeah. I will guess. So my name is Indigo Hook Baloch, and no one will ever pronounce the full thing right. I will <laughs> nail it by the end of this episode, hopefully. I don't have faith in you, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. Hot uh, crowd this it's evening. It's not personal. It's just years of... It's no, not it's a bad <laughs> expectation to walk into, honestly. <laughs> no, it's personal. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> A little intro of yourself. What do you do? Um, so I am one of the owners of the Black Cat Market, um, but I also do lots of other things. Um, I am also on the board of directors at the Mr. Roboter Project, which is uh, sort of a punk DIY venue um, involved in a couple different publications like Honey Bee Review and the Bite Zine. Um, and... Yeah. That's a lot of stuff. <laughs> That's a lot of stuff. And the thrift item that you had found mm -hmm. and brought to us today, yeah. tell us a little bit about it. Um, so it's this model car, uh, which I, I've always really loved because my granddad, who I was very close with, uh, had this awesome collection of them. And I feel like the the classic thing is like if your parents or grandparents have something like that, they're like, don't touch it, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but my, my granddad would always let me actually like play with them and enjoy them. Um, and so I loved, and because I think the thing was he knew I was going to be really gentle with them, that I like really appreciated them. Mm -hmm. um, so he did have high expectations. <laughs> <laughs> he might, mm -hmm. but, he, but he would at least, he would let me play with them them mm -hmm. so now that, was he was just nice. like a collector was he a builder um kind of both and the thing is like the other thing is I I think he probably let me play with them because I don't think he took it like too crazy seriously like he wasn't like gotta like catch them all you know it was just like mm. uh <laughs> we know how that could get these are just the ones <laughs> yeah. I've got um so it wasn't that intense but um but it was just something fun for him. Like, it was a fun hobby he had. And he would do, like, tanks, too. Um, Hell, yeah. Tanks are cool to build. <laughs> oh, my God. He had this one that, like, uh, actually, it was, like, more high-tech when I was, like, a little bit older. And um, it had, like, a remote control so you could actually, like, move it around and, like, uh, make it make sounds and everything. And that was probably my favorite. That's but awesome. And the one you have today. Yeah. This one is a Volkswagen. It's a 1967. It's powder blue. Um, and yeah, I um, my favorite place to thrift is actually, um, I was just there the other day. It's my favorite place in the world, and it's where I want to die. Um, I'm it's, listening. <laughs> it's Alliance, Ohio. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. So, okay. yeah, I'd really like to die at the troll hole in Alliance, Ohio. Well, we have... Uh, <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> a bit yeah. of a troll background yeah, as I, soon as i saw indigo snapchat or instagram story come through with the troll hole on the outside i was like we got some troll hole history yeah <laughs> and uh yeah a, a little a little over a year ago we did a live show at the mr roboto project which is in pittsburgh's uh, diy venue as indigo said and uh brett who um, is a part of the board, I'm assuming as well, uh, Josh raffled off a thrift find <laughs> that we found a, a German troll, and Brett actually uh, won that German troll in the raffle. So raffle folks, stick around, because we got some, <laughs> we don't got a troll, but we got stuff. 
Um, uh, Brett's so, one of my best friends, and uh, I heard all about the troll. He's still terrified of it. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> about uh, like like three months ago, he he sent me a, a a picture, and it's it. I guess it's still by his bed. Yeah. To this day. That's Bring why it. I kept it separate. It was at work to terrify everybody we worked with. People had legitimate issues with me keeping it out in the open where they could see it. You were a terror to work with, I would say. <laughs> but it was fun for me. I mean, yeah. I, no, wasn't, I, I wasn't it. in it to, for other people. Well, no, you were the best thing that probably ever happened to me, but also equally Aww. a terror. Aww. Which is actually that that's actually a compliment, believe it or not. That's what it's going to say on my tombstone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the best, usually a terror. Yeah. <laughs> so a uh, round of applause yeah. for Indigo. Thank you, Indigo. Thank you. Uh, we have one more person, if uh, Chelsea is here. Chelsea is here. Yay. Yay. So we got, a, we got a clown, and now we got a car, and now we got something all, all different all together. Oh. Hi, Chelsea. How are Hi. you? I am lovely. Uh, and I'm introduce here. yourself. Um, I am Chelsea. I am a hot mess from the Midwest that loves long walks on the beach and going to too many thrift stores and buying lots of shit that I do not need, but I happen to like. Killer. Welcome to the club. Killer. <laughs> and uh, Chelsea is, is probably, uh, I would say, the hardest working person to work on Thrifty Podcast, I would assume. Without a doubt. Without a doubt, because Chelsea has been like the uh, uh, kind of the silent partner for us for quite some time. Um, you may have seen some uh, videos that Chelsea has edited. I shoot uh, these really <laughs> weird ass videos on my handy cam, it's and Chelsea a flip video cameras. <laughs> and Chelsea somehow puts cam. them together and makes them look like something worth watchable. And Chelsea's been around for um, for a little bit over the year, uh, over a year helping us. So much appreciated. Past. Absolutely. Um, so what do, what do you have as your thrift item today? So um, this is back during my college days in Edinburgh. Got this at the Erie, Pennsylvania Salvation Army. It is a, first I just thought it was like a jewelry box. And I was like, excellent. This is something I can put drugs in. And then I looked and it says <laughs> okay. the Holy Bible. And I'm like, Amen. wow, this is something perfect I could put drugs in. So... That's not all. When you open the box... Any box in college is a box you put drugs in. Yeah. I mean. But I wanted this to be extra special. Sure. Now, for the record, I was not raised Catholic, Christian, any of it, so I didn't know how weird this was until my friends that were raised in different denominations were like, yeah, that's kind of... It's a little different. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's zippered. So, it, it's a wooden box. Yeah, wooden you box. You opened it up. It's like a wood grain... Wooden box. Yeah, it it's has got a like nice this leather tag. Our deepest sympathy from like a local union. We looked it up. It's a union in Erie. And it's, even... it's a, it says the Holy Bible on the front. You open it up in there, in the, and I would take that as the Bible. I feel like I'm on bu- the prices right. Like, huh. yeah. It's the Teamsters. The Teamsters Bible. Yeah, it's like it's in there. Mm-hmm. Thought it was going to be a gun. Smell? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I smell Yo, the 70s. our deepest sympathies. Don't let it happen again. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, it's a King James Bible, but then it's got, like, maps in the back if you're ever feeling like... You want to find some stuff? Yeah, and then, like, random things like, um, interesting and curious facts in the Bible. Where is the first report of a man shaving as if I gave a shit to begin with? That's what people um, debate about the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> Chelsea, yeah, I'm on the edge of my seat. To, to Genesis. Genesis. Oh, 41. Okay. <laughs> They address it prior to even the creation. Really matters. Nothing about really important political mm-hmm. topics. Just when was the first dude mm-hmm. shaved? On the fourth day, God created Gillette. Um, even weirder. Like just because it just puzzles me. Because like the more I look at it, the more questions I have. There's like you know, in loving memory of blank by blankety blank blankety blank date. Mm-hmm. Nothing tells me nothing. There's like a whoa. <laughs> There's a family tree in here. Births, death, dates. Family nothing. trees in the Bible. Wow. Like, there's nothing. This, someone just left this poor thing. But the weirdest thing of all, and now I did go to Bible school and I did watch Veggie Tales. I do not recall this ever being a part of any of that. I think the cucumber is Jesus. <laughs> Veggie Tales, I actually think that might be These worth a rewatch. Are like tissue paper <laughs> pages. Okay, so my favorite page. Your sins as scarlet, red like crimson. The wages of sin is 
death. So we have two like, pictures. We have a picture horrifying. on each side. There is Jesus on the cross on one side. The other side, your sins are scarlet. For the record, I was also high when I looked at this for the first time, and I just almost had like a meltdown. It was like, okay. I love the, yeah. <laughs> the Bible put a bit from Mad Magazine in it, but made it about damnation. But then okay. it gets better. This. So there's a fruit roll-up. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't say yeah. it. Someone else said that. And when you flip the fruit roll-up over, a secret message has been revealed. Yo, so you flip the red over, and it says... Yeah, and it, it's, it's very hard to see. I can just pass it around. Yeah, pass it yeah. around. So dun dun dun, going to hell. So you uh, flip you flip over the red page uh, onto the other page, and it reveals Jesus Christ Himself. Superstar. Superstar. It reveals Him as the secret behind the secret. I do not recall any other King James Bible that I've ever looked at because sometimes I just you know. With candy in it. I don't remember this ever being. Mm-hmm. That one's got the best activities of any legitimate adult Bible I've ever seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The longer you look at it, the weirder it gets. You find, like, you know, like watching like the Big Lebowski. It's like every time you look at it, there's just something new. Yeah, that's really that's a really cool perspective on the Bible, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's the closest every I ever time get you to look at it, a religious experience. the Coen's Brothers version so much better. Oh, and then the mm-hmm. uh, other this I actually the second got, item Chelsea yeah. has brought. It's a metal water bottle. I don't even know what the brand is. It doesn't really matter. But it's a cute little metal water bottle with a little religious motif. Holy water. Tap into it. Good and pure. Redeems parsh sinners, which... Fan, are you a fan of water? Is yeah. it usually water in there? Usually, yeah. So it's like a... Yeah, it's like a sky blue with a nice little... Is that Mary on the front? It is. Like, they got a little Madonna ah, child. Going. Yeah. It's just... It's cute. Uh-huh. It's yeah, cute. That's I just... I really like this. I chipped the paint already, but... They look a little hazy-eyed. Mary's got, like, the droop going on. Mm-hmm. So those were... Uh, Jesus the, and his lean. So, so those were the two items that uh, Chelsea... Those are the two items that uh, Chelsea brought today. Round of applause for Chelsea. Thank you. So those were our friends that have uh, brought items. We're going to take a quick five-minute break. So in the five-minute break, if you guys want to pet some cats... If you want to uh, mingle and maybe make some friends. Uh, for those folks who haven't entered the drawing, make sure you get a ticket because the second half of the show, not only are we going to do a drawing, but we got a trivia game that everybody pl- could play. But this puts Josh and I against each other, and it's called Thrifty Trivia Trivia. We'll catch you after the break. <laughs> That one was by accident. On this very special upcoming New Year's Eve, thousands of Americans will be spending the night at the last place they might have expected. ABC's Steve Osinsami explains. When the ball drops in New York's Times Square this New Year's Eve, a record number of Americans will be hard at work. More than 800 companies have called in extra employees, more than 3 million in all. Even their bosses will be working the holiday. It's important for the CEO, for the top HR executive, the top customer service executive to be there, uh, to, to have a presence for the people that have been asked to come in and work on this special night. Almost everyone is preparing for the worst. Potential Y2K computer crashes top the list. In Jersey City, 400 bankers will be ready to take calls from investors. They know they got to be working, and they know that's the priority. And in other cities across the country, tens of thousands of police officers on high alert. On New Year's Eve, the general workload for patrol officers working during that shift will probably be pretty high with the radio calls with the loud party responses and that sort of thing. For some workers, the pain is not without gain. Domino's Pizza promised its 120,000 workers twice what they normally make if they come in and help out. We're expecting to do, I would honestly tell you, over a million plus pizzas uh, that night and a million plus pizzas that day. This public relations firm is giving workers $2,000, a bottle of champagne, and a hotel voucher as an incentive. My wife isn't so thrilled about giving up the weekend, but uh, $2,000 is going to make Valentine's Day a lot more sweeter. 
small compensation for missing those millennial memories. Steve Osanzani, ABC News, Atlanta. I'm working too. Still ahead, just how much is that partridge in a pear tree? All right, we are back for the second half of the show here at the Black Cat Market in Pittsburgh, PA, where you could adopt a cat, you could have some coffee, and today you can see Thrifty Podcast live, Josh. Today, tonight, right now, you can do it. Just a great opportunity, I'm sure. So uh, this half of the show, uh, we are going to get into some trivia, but we have one last thrift find that we need to go over in is uh, Josh's. Yeah, we were so meaty this week. We skipped over the records. I got a couple of records, uh, some Deep Purple, some Rod Stewart, but what I want to focus on is the uh, very special Christmas mm -hmm. from 87. This was the first year because in the 80s, it was like GoFundMes uh, for music. Any problem we needed to fix, we just made music about it. And it was over. And then we gave them the money, and that's how we fixed problems in the 80s. Uh, but this one has really great classics, all of which are Christmas songs, with the exception of Backdoor Santa. Okay. Which is... Which is, which is done here by Bon Jovi. The original is Clarence Carter of Strokin fame. The, the, the guy's other famous song is Strokin. Mm -hmm. And this is Backdoor Santa. That's what, they, that's what they used to call me in high school. Yeah. It's not about Christmas at all. So on later pressings of this, they remove Backdoor Santa. Oh. And Bon Jovi just did another Christmas song because there's a, a bunch of Christmas songs. You don't have to put Backdoor Santa on here, but it's here. It's on that one. That's incredible. And it has, it's not, you didn't, it was purchased open, but it has the, the plastic sleeve it. Is on it is still plastic sleeved. It does still have the, uh, the sticker on it from Peaches. From 994 in 87. Wow, and we just picked that up this past week. Cost me a quarter to have my own very cop my very own copy of Backdoor Santa. That's awesome. So as I mentioned before, uh, we often play games on the show that pit one e one another against one another. Is that how I say that word? Each other against one another. Yeah. Something no, like that. We didn't do well in college. We're not expected to no, do well. No, I didn't now. even go I didn't even go to a real college. I went to a art college. <laughs> I graduated with a two year degree. Um, and then that school shut down while I was working at it and became a Comcast cable building. <laughs> so I've graduated from Comcast Cable. But uh, for new listeners to the show, uh, we've got a we've got a rocket for you. Uh, this is called Thrifty Thrivia Trivia. <laughs> Nailed it with these computer speakers. Such a banger. <laughs> All right. So uh, for new listeners to the show, uh, in relation to our thrift finds, Josh and I ask each other multiple choice questions based on what we found. And they could be loosely tied to the, the thrift finds or very closely knit to the thrift finds. And traditionally, neither of us are very good at this game, but we're gonna be asking each other two questions each. Um, and play along at home if you're listening and obviously playing here live, but don't shout out any answers because I'll probably agree with you. You can do it for me because I haven't gotten anything right. So I obviously <laughs> need other people's feedback. So, Josh, first question, and this relates to the year 2000. As, as we heard earlier in the episode, I found a paper right after the Y2K bug uh, proven just to be nothing, and computers made didn't kill up. us. Four months into the year 2000, paleontologists discovered the first of its kind. What did they find? In 2000, four months into it, what did paleontologists find? And it's the first of its kind. A, a fossilized dinosaur bone showing arthritis. B, a fossilized dinosaur heart. And then you see where this is going. C, a fossilized unborn egg in an ancient bird. Or D, Josh, and you know what DRE is. None of the above. None of the above. D is always none of the above if you're new to the game. There's only three options. So what? D is no options. <laughs> so what did they find 
in the year 2000, dinosaur bone uh, with showing arthritis, dinosaur heart, an unborn egg, and an ancient bird, or none of the above. I like that the other two are dinosaur-related, and then three is just an ancient bird. Ancient like, bird. Zapdos. It could be a phoenix egg. We don't know what we're talking it's about. A, a Zapdos egg, actually. Zapdos? Yeah. It wasn't Articuno. I know that. They're Pokemon, Josh. Oh, They're I, Pokemon. I thought that's a shoe website. Um, yeah. So fossilized dinosaur bone showing arthritis, a fossilized dinosaur heart, or a fossilized unborn egg. And an ancient bird. Okay, so I'm not up on medicine at all. I avoid the doctor at all costs. But I don't know if arthritis fossilizes. Um, so you're not up on medicine is what you said. <laughs> I'm not up on medicine. I know not of arthritis. Uh, Are you up on that, fossils? <laughs> I don't know. No, to be honest. Uh, wow, well, that's kind of medicine to some folks. So to paleontologists. I think the heart would be hard because, like, everything else has got to go away, and then the heart is just there. And, like, that's a vicious death if just the heart is fossilized. Like, mm-hmm. that had to get outside the dinosaur for that to happen. So I'm going to go – I'm going to take a flyer, and I'm going to go – Ancient bird egg C. You're going C. Is that your final answer? It is. I hope you're not on your A bullshit where everything's A again, so I'm going to go with C. The correct answer, and no, I'm not on my it's always A bullshit. (laughs) The correct answer, Josh, is B, a fossilized dinosaur heart. C, that brings... Roar of the... Well, that makes me feel even worse for getting it wrong. But I, that, it doesn't make sense how the heart just gets outside. If you found a fossilized human heart in a thousand years, that brings up a lot of questions. Josh, it was the first of its kind. I'm just saying. It's the first of its kind. So I, Owen one hoax that. for last call is <laughs> Owen one. So hit me with your first All question, right. Josh. So as seen on the very beautiful, uh, very special Christmas album, the art done by Keith Haring. Mm-hmm. And Keith Haring once took Andy Warhol as his plus one to a wedding that he was invited to. So what celebrity's wedding did Keith Haring and Andy Warhol go together to? Oh, this is a cakewalk. How the fuck? Look, you want to talk about meaningful, unprecedented things? Nobody gives a shit about the dinosaur heart. These are important people. (laughs) Okay, so who did Keith... Keith Haring brought Andy Warhol to a wedding. Was Was it A, Madonna's wedding... B, Elton John's wedding, or C, Jeff Beck's wedding, and you know what D is. D is none of the above, Josh. Oh, gosh. Okay, so Madonna, I'm going no. That just doesn't seem, because he, he, like, did pop art with Madonna. That's where you got that from. Let's be honest there. Um, B, Elton John, seems a little too on-brand. And C, you said Jeff Beck? Jeff Beck is C. Sounds like somebody running for senator, Jeff Beck. Um, and D, That's none a whole of, other podcast. D, none of the above. So who, Andy Warhol went with Keith Haring to, uh, I'm going to go, Josh, I'm going to take C, Jeff Beck. Final oh. answer. He was friends with Jeff Beck. However, it was Madonna's wedding. Wow. That Andy Warhol and Keith Haring went to. No. Uh, I, think, I think that was 95 that Madonna and Sean Penn got married. Or was that later? I don't know. Sean Penn's married. That's news to me. It was one of Madonna's weddings. It was not. I think Elton John only got married once. Mm-hmm. Um, but Keith Haring was not with Andy at that one. Some, he people been there. Ma- some people get married once. Some people get married four times. Some people don't get married at all. Wait, there's no really rhyme to the universe. I know which one's the best. Ah. So, okay. So your second question, Josh. Now, as we noted before, we looked at a ClecoVision from the mid-'80s. We have it uh, sitting next to me. So this is in regards to that. The ClecoVision was discontinued in 1985 In 1986, a Taiwanese game developer named Bit Corporation produced a ColecoVision clone in hopes of cashing in on the ColecoVision's absence. So this was a Taiwanese game developer, and they tried to make a clone of the ColecoVision. All right, so bootleg game console two years after it shut down? Yes. Well, one year. One year. What was the name 
of the knockoff console? A, Sprocks. B, Dinah. C, Puzzy. D, you know what D is, Josh. D is none of the above. Mm -hmm. A, Sprocks. B, Dinah. C, Puzzy. D, none of the above. The clone ColecoVision by this Taiwanese game developer. They made this thing. They so, made this thing. Sprox, Dyna, and Puzzy. Yeah, Sprox has two X's. <laughs> hey. I think if you were going to make it up, you'd only put one in there. Mm. Uh, <laughs> or would I? Or would I? That's true. Or would uh, I? But Puzzy sounds like some real like on-brand knockoff Taiwanese like puzzy mm -hmm. like it's just marketed as like a puzzle ColecoVision I could see that mm -hmm. um, plus there's nine numbers and what else are you gonna do other than solve puzzies yeah uh, okay I'll do it I'll okay I'll grow on that one yeah but Sprock sounds like like 80s cutting edge like Dinah it sounds like knockoff, and I don't think you want to call attention to the, the knockoff of, like, Dinah. Mm -hmm. uh, plus, you did B last time, and unless you're going to get on some B bullshit, I'm going to go... What is this swearing <laughs> about letters thing going I'm gonna, on? I'm going to go A Sprocks. A Sprocks. I'm going to go with Sprocks. Puzzy sounds like it could be it, but I'm going to go with Sprocks. It's probably Dinah, though. Well, you gotta pick one. I pick Which one. one is it? I picked Sprocks. I'm just self-doubting out loud okay, now. Okay, okay. So you went with Sprocks, which is A. So the clone ColecoVision was named B, Dinah. Oh. <laughs> See, I should have just gone with the, yeah. It, it sounds like <laughs> it was actually not Yeah, and I should have figured they didn't have the money for marketing, so they just went with the knockoff name I, on it. It was an uh, artistic choice to spell Sprocks with two X's. Oh. I just needed you to know. Yeah. Let's so zero for two. Zero for two. Let's let's uh, let's see if we could skunk the place out. Probably. Okay. Uh, we did it last week. Yeah. So we've got the these ugly my Adidas shoes, which they stopped allowing people to make earlier this year. Uh, <laughs> and we can see why. Uh -huh. But. The question is, what year did Adidas start to allow you to customize shoes online? Online. A key word here. Online. So the internet. Well, you're not going into Foot Locker with a colored picture and being like, these are what I want. And the, yeah, this isn't East Bay. This is Adidas. Do you remember the kiosks at the mall um, that you would be able to print like shirts about? Like you like, here's a picture of... Here's a picture of my dead grandmother on her 90th birthday, and people would like wear that as a shirt. That was that an was entire store that in was the mall like in my fashion. town. It was called Wheat Street. Okay. Uh, they sold Jinkos and homemade T-shirts. Maybe a, f <laughs> maybe a future trivia question mm -hmm. would that be? Okay. So this one, what year did Adidas start to allow you to customize sneaks online? Mm -hmm. A, 1998. B, the year 2000. C. 2002, D, none of those years. None of those years. Holy cow. Holy cow. When did Adidas say, okay, yeah, you make it. You make it. You make it. Yeah, say, so, yeah. tired of this. Look, yeah. you want to make some ugly want. shoes, you go do it on your own. Do what you want. The late 90s was crazy because everybody was doing absolutely anything they ever wanted. In you the can late do anything 90s. online. Yeah, um, the internet, though, was the, the internet was way booming in 98. Oh, 98, yeah, that was... Uh, we got the internet late at my place, a little bit. We were always like, we just never really got dinner most nights. But the internet as well. Um, we were allowed to do that because then you didn't notice that nobody was around. Yeah, so we had, to, we had that shitty dial-up. Um, my, my first screen name, um, what, would, you, would you guess what my first screen name was? It was a Brian Pillman reference. I was going to say it was Todd the Bod. Yeah, it was that, but it wasn't that yet. Wait, Todd the Bod is... Very uh, known. Very yeah. known problem I mean, of mine. If you were in the chat rooms, you know Todd the Bod. <laughs> that was my sister's ex fiance. Whoa. Me? I was your sister's VXO. Wow. Oh, we know why it's X. But uh, my first AOL screen name was Loose Cannon 47. Ooh. <laughs> No doubt. 47, like, because AK, like, my what? first one was Sippin' 
three, but it was only because I mistyped spin while I was creating my email. Yikes. I was supposed to be spin three three, and I messed it all up, so I was sipping three for like three years on the internet. I, I got shut down eventually. I got shut down because I made an AOL hometown website dedicated to the band Weezer, and it was... <laughs> It was um, um, early iterations had uh, some tributes uh, to Green Day. Um, so the, the first rendition of it was called Welcome to Paradise. Uh, the second one and the most popular one was called In the Garage. Were these songs you did? No, <laughs> I should have. But no, Weezer In the Garage. And I had an AOL homepage that I would copy and paste into AOL chat rooms. So much so that my uh, account got uh, shut down. Got shut down for a while. Anyway, hit me with the, uh, hit me with the, uh... <laughs> it's 98, yeah, uh, 2000, uh -huh. and 2002. The, yeah, there's still a trivia question in here somewhere. Yeah, I hit, uh, I'm gonna go with A, 1998, final answer, because I think that's when shit was popping off. Oh, shit was popping off. E-commerce, e not so much. The year 2000, they started letting you oh. do your shoes. So 18 years, they let it grow up to be an adult, and then... Killed it off. So we went a successful 0-4. Give us a round of applause. Great job. The Brainiacs, the Brainiacs are just going to love it. Yeah, that's. I hate them for <laughs> this. All right, so to end the show today, everybody with raffle, does everybody got a raffle ticket? They wanted a raffle ticket. Everybody pull out your raffle tickets because we're going to be raffling some stuff off. We need a name for this segment eventually. We, yeah, this should be a bit. and We've done it enough. Mm -hmm. so Everything the else first, is a theme song. Yeah, well, this will get one eventually. Okay, so the first thrift item we are going to raffle off. Um, about a month ago, I came across a 1990s uh, vintage poster haul, which included Dennis Rodman, David Robinson, uh, vintage pens and what in my hand is the largest uh poster you've ever seen if uh, one of uh gentlemen to the right if you want to just pull that so we're going to show off this poster to the live audience yeah just walk over that way so this is a uh, the largest josh if you want to if yeah. you want to so what we have here is a giant ferrari poster that you could put behind your bed. Um, it will increase sex 200%. Yeah, you, you, you will definitely, you will definitely, uh, if you're not having sex yet. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, so we're going to be raffling that off. <laughs> so if you want to give me that, that, that side bag. Um, so this will be the first one. Well, the paper noises. So this vintage... Yeah, I'm crinkling it the wrong way. So this vintage, whoa. Let it go, I got it coming in hot. Yeah, coming in hot. Okay, it's come. Coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's yours. You, you, Josh, you have it all to yourself now. Whoa, time. that Red Bull almost took it. Um, <laughs> do you want to, Amanda, could you want to, do you want to uh, throw me the pumpkin? Grab our bucket. Uh, Grab our bucket. Uh-huh. Grab our bucket. And um, so everybody in the raffle, we're giving away like three or four things. I haven't really counted. Um. So um, the first giveaway will be the vintage car poster. Do you want to pick one? Do I? Yeah, you can pick one if you want. And then give it back. So somebody's picking it. I'll, I'll read it. I'll read it. Okay. So <laughs> the winner of the car poster, 575-113. Yo! Yo, okay, okay. So pass that over. So um, pass that over. So we have one, win one winner for the vintage car poster. Young lady in the front. We gave away a car. Uh, the next one, Josh. The next one, Josh, do you want to say what this one is? Yeah, this is a, so we all know fanny packs are all the rage. This is some promotional marketing for fanny packs from Camel Cigarettes. It is a, uh, a legitimate, uh, upsized pack of cigarettes as a fanny pack that, when stacked, straps just onto your side like a, a real pack of cigarettes would. So for uh, those not at the live show, it's probably what, like a 
It's like a, a basic square. It's bright it's white. It's four it's got packs the camel. of cigarettes. Yeah. It's four packs of cigarettes. <laughs> tall and wide, four yeah. packs of cigarettes. So we will be giving away the camel cigarette, uh, the camel uh, fanny, the camel light fanny pack. I'm not a smoker. Okay, so uh, uh, J- uh, friend uh, Jake, friend Jake would be picking this up. And then, and then I'll, I'll hand it over. Okay, so the, the winner of the Camel Lights uh, cigarette fanny pack. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is strange. Uh, <laughs> the winner is 575114 this time. So the next ticket was picked. To, yeah, so. Uh, yes. So you've won that. So we have two prizes to give out. A smiling face. It's like that. a stepdad kit that we're slowly giving away. Here's your camel lights and your Lamborghini poster. We have, we have small, medium Hanes briefs next. That's going to be next. So two prizes. The next one is, uh, yeah, unfortunately, the cassette player of this piece sometimes works. And I'll give you a little a clue on it. If it if it uh, you hit play and it's working, don't get too excited. Um, <laughs> it could stop working, but um, it uh, the rewind and fast forward. Oh my gosh, the best. Uh, so this is the General Electric Vintage FM AM clock radio cassette recorder. Um, uh, the person who just won the last one. Do you want to pick this one? And there's a bunch in there, but uh, a little bit of a surprise with that last one. A little bit of a surprise. So, the winner of the FMAM clock radio, 575107. 107. That's Indigo! Yay! Indigo from the Black Hat Market, who are happy that uh, we actually set that one up. It's okay because I don't have any cassettes to play on. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> Throw, yeah. No. Don't, don't go get any. <laughs> you don't, yeah. <laughs> no need to get them. Um, I swear, oh, yes, yes. And this is a, this is a heavy book for fans of heavy books. Um, <laughs> this is uh, one of the heaviest out there. Um, uh, verbally not so heavy. Um, verbally it's actually kind of light. Um, it talks about planes, the history of planes, and it's the National Air and Space Museum book, a uh, hardcover, and this dates back to the late 60s. Um, this is done by the very famous C.D.B. Bryan. <laughs> the very, the very famous. So this is the National Air and Space Museum and um, this will be a, um, a beautiful coffee, coffee table book, or you could just like have it as a door opener, but please don't because it's very old, and actually if you look it up on eBay, I don't know, you could flip it. Um, so where's the pumpkin? Okay, the pumpkin. Josh, you could pick the last one. You picked the last, yeah, read it too, why not? Oh, okay, I appreciate why, that. Why not? Why not? All right, so our last, uh, our last, our last prize, uh-huh. I think, unless you have anything. You can have whatever you want, really. Uh, five, seven, five, one, one, two. Oh, yay! Four winners. Four winners. And that is it. Um, confirmed heavy, right? Very heavy. Hey, we aim to please, right? Yes. We do what we say. So. I want to uh, give a special thank you again to the Black Cat Market for having Thrifty here. Um, and thank you, everybody, for uh, definitely stopping by. We had some people go in and out, which is always a sign that you might be doing something cool, is people don't stay for the whole thing. And I've learned oh. that that's what cool people do. They're just like, hi, do a thing, and then they leave. But if cool people are coming to our event, we might by, be pro- by proxy become cool one day. Think about it. We'll get there. Think about it. Um, I also want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Commonwealth Press, cwpress.com, the softest shirts in America. They don't say that. I do. Um, And you, with an order of 50 t-shirts, you get 12 for three, promo code thriftypodcast, 50 shirts, 12 for for free, 
promo code thriftypodcastcwpress.com. A special shout out to Steve Beres of Bluffs Bluffs, the theme to our show for many reasons. Many reasons. And you could check out Steve's music at bluffs.bandcamp.com. Unfortunately, they couldn't be here tonight because they were having some car trouble. So, Steve, if you're listening, we still love you. <laughs> so, Josh, uh, how do you think that one went? It was a good time. I enjoyed This was our first time in the black cat market. A mm-hmm. lovely little place doing good things for kitties. If you save a cat, it saves two cats. Another kitty can come in and hang out, take that one's place after it goes and gets a loving home. And from what I understand, all cats currently at the black cat market um, they play by the rules, except for one that's in timeout currently. So I will be shaming that cat now. I appreciate that you called it timeout, other than its real name. And <laughs> and uh, uh, Sarah the Witch, uh, for folks who've been out to our live show before, Sarah the Witch somehow is, still works. Somehow <laughs> still works. She's our automated witch, and she looks stranger every time that we bring her out. Um, she first, uh, her wand got lost, um, and something I wanted to... I think her wand is still at Roboto somewhere, to be honest. Yeah, um, and something I wanted to bring up, because you usually are the person that, true or false, you're usually the one that sets up Sarah the Witch. I, yeah, you, I, she's very tricky, the way that her, uh, her, I mean, she's like a, a shower rack. Yeah, with, she's literally a shower caddy put together with wires. What happened to her left arm, brother? Where did it go? Uh, it's the it's been a part. You have to like just shove it up there, but there is no actual left arm. There's a lower left arm. There's no upper left. So the second part of her that's gone is a left arm. And I I had seen that what you did was the wires from inside her. You poked them through her dress into the arm. You didn't let me know you did that. <laughs> I don't tell you everything I do. Uh, I wish you did. I wish I did. Can I be your dad? I already have one. I mean, I've got two to be technical about it. Nice. And for everybody else, get roached.